630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. It's Friday night. It's time to party in groups of no larger than two in your own home. That's okay. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. How about another big 50-50 draw from the double E football team? They are going to do it again on Saturday, December 5th. Presented by Sentinel Storage. Now, of course, they had one this past Sunday on what would have been the Grey Cup. Had a total pot of $992,000. John Groff from Edmonton took home almost four hundred ninety-six grand. So they're going to do it again. Now, that one this past weekend was for the uh, Joey Moss Memorial Fund from the Winifred Stewart Association. This time, it's going to benefit amateur football in Northern Alberta, the Edmonton Wildcats, the Edmonton Huskies, and the U of A Golden Bears football team. Unfortunately, those teams did not have seasons this summer and fall, but they're going to be uh, helped out here by a 50-50. And I know many of you love 50-50s, so they're uh, doing it again, doing it again next Saturday, December 5th. That's once again, uh, once again going to be from 10 to 8. And looking forward to have Darcy Park from the Wildcats on the show in about an hour. The COVID situation in the National Football League, the Ravens and the Steelers will now play Tuesday, 6 o'clock Mountain Time on NBC. It was supposed to be yesterday, got moved back to Sunday. Now it's going to be Tuesday. The Ravens were supposed to play the Thursday nighter next week, December 3rd against the Cowboys. That's been moved to Monday, December 7th, an afternoon game, 3 p.m. Mountain Time on Fox. So more games rescheduled because of COVID in the uh, National Football League. And, uh, well, Ravens-Steelers, pretty good rivalry. So now we get that on Tuesday night football on NBC. So that'll be interesting to watch uh, five days after it was originally supposed to be played. The Toronto Raptors will play three NBA preseason games. They're going to play on the road against the Charlotte Hornets, December 12th and 14th. They face Miami December 18th. The Raptors will be the home game. They're the home team, but it's going to be in Amelie arena in Tampa. That's the home of the Tampa Bay lightning. Of course, they uh, they can't play their games in Toronto. Regular season tips off December 22nd. It's going to have 72 games instead of 82. The schedule is coming out in two segments. The first half covers December 22nd to March 4th. That's going to be released soon. The second half of the schedule, March 11th to May 16th, and maybe the NHL will do something like this. We're going to talk about that in a second here. Will be released towards the end of the first half of the schedule. So doing it that way allows the NBA to reschedule any games that have to be postponed because of COVID. Some of your highlights from uh, the Newswire today. Reed Wilkins with you, sitting in my spare bedroom. I have uh, football on the television here. Oregon taking on Oregon State. Looks like the weather is quite poor. Very rainy, 14-7, four minutes left in the first half for the Ducks leading the Beavers. Well, I guess they could have played that game in a pond, so it's good that it's raining. I I saw the end of the Stanford-Cal game about half an hour ago. Cal with an impressive drive to narrow the the Stanford lead from 24-17 to 24-23. You got an extra point to tie the game in the last minute. Stanford blocks it. And no, the band was not on the field. Stanford blocks it and escapes with the victory. Happy to hear from you tonight. If you want to talk sports or just talk, or some people uh, like the Big L, if he's listening tonight, 
or Yakushev, some of the other people out there, sometimes they just like to send in something amusing that they think will make me laugh. You can do that as well. Don't forget, if there is a, a song you would like to hear coming back from commercial, preferably guitar rock, some sort of up-tempo guitar intro, no naughty language in the first 30 or 40 seconds, you can text that in, 780-496-0063. That is also the phone number. Again, rotary phones not recommended if you are trying to text. My email is inside sports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And I do not have a MySpace page if you're looking for me there. So here's what I could tell you about the National Hockey League. Well, not much <laughs> in, in general. The short version is not much. Uh, we continue to wait. Uh, Stoffer and I were talking a little bit last night. Stoff throughout the date, February 1st. Is it going to take that long for things to be sorted out, for a schedule to be made, for the league to make sure the conditions are conducive to playing the season? Elliot Friedman is on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer every Friday. Excellent guest from Sportsnet. And he had this to say, and this is really interesting if you listen to what he says here, about the timing of next season. The earlier the start, the more you have to figure things out. Now, the other thing, Bob, and I'm beginning to believe this, I could see training camp being very short. Like, you know, like, first of all, there's not going to be 60 guys in training camp. I'm hearing maybe 35. Okay. Number two, you're not going to play five to eight exhibition games when there's when there's no fans at them. For the return to play, you played one. So I think, you know, Chris Johnston was telling me today he heard maximum two. So how many days do you need? Plus, also, all the players they're skating or playing. Like these guys are ready to go. I mean, the teams that didn't make the playoffs, they I don't know if they'll still get their extra seven days or whatever. But the one thing I think is that you could crush the training camps. Like I, like I said this for a hit we just taped at work. Like I'm not basing this on fact. This is sort of like me with my own mind. But I'm wondering if the players show up right after Christmas and we drop the puck somewhere between January 6th and 8th. All right, so Elliot Friedman throwing out the dates around January 6th, January 8th to start the season. So we've, we've heard that the players don't really want to give up Christmas or have a training camp interrupted by Christmas. So could they report maybe on the 27th or 28th, get going, maybe you play an exhibition game and the season starts, as Elliot said, basically after the World Juniors, which are scheduled to, to end on January 5th. He, he also made the point there that the earlier they start, the more leeway they might have to play with at the end of the season. In his conversation with Bob, he referenced the NFL, that they're, as, as I talked about with the Ravens Steelers, having to plop game, games in Tuesday, move games to Monday, move games around to play the season. If they'd kicked off a little earlier, maybe they'd have a little bit more, uh, more time to play with. So you can expect the NHL in a perfect world, if they start early enough, to play however many games they want to get to and say the playoffs are going to start May 15th. The regular season ends April 30th, May 2nd, pick a day about two weeks before the start of the playoffs. And they won't schedule any games in that window. And that way, if there are postponements, then those games are played at that point. So I, I 
That's why he's saying they want to start as early as possible. Starting earlier also allows them to play more games. And ideally, they'd like to play more games. Elliot mentioned today they they want to get over 50, as close to 60 as possible. They want to do more than 48. 48's the absolute lowest number of games that the NHL would play. For a Canadian division, we've touched on this a few times. If you play 48 games, which that means you're playing each other team eight times in about three and a half months. So uh, Trucker Dave saying, yeah, if they started January 68th, hopefully more than 48 games for sure. I, I think 60 is, is ideal. I think that they, they'd love to get it to 60, but we're not hearing much about negotiations this week. I, I spoke to an ex-NHL player today who just said, and again, we, we've talked about this thousands of times. The, the, the escrow is a big hangup for the players even if they defer money, there's no guarantee they're going to get that depending on how league revenues go. But if they put money in escrow more than they were planning on, they can pretty much guarantee they're not going to get that back. Um, but I mean, look, we, we got to get something decided here. It, you know, they, they said they wanted something by American Thanksgiving and especially if they wanted to start the season January 1st. Well, here it is. It's it's American Thanksgiving, and, and there's been no announcement from the National Hockey League. Uh, 780-496-0063. Of course, I'm happy to hear from you. We'll have a little bit more from Elliot. Rob Brown is coming up tonight. Inside Sports on Chet. I want to say, without looking it up, I want to say 1988 for that one. I could be off by a year or two. Probably the person who requested this on the text line knows exactly what year Permanent Vacation came out. You were off by a year. What do you got, Kellen? You were off by a year. Is it 87? 87, released on 1187. Same year, uh, Def Leppard put out Hysteria. That came out, uh, I believe it was August 3rd, 1987. I might be off by a day or two there, but it was in August. And I will say this, Hysteria being my favorite album of all time, Def Leppard being my favorite band of all time. But if I talk about Permanent Vacation by Aerosmith, uh, that, that Angel was on Aerosmith, or was on Permanent Vacation, was it not? That is the best 80s power ballad ever. That's the blueprint for how to do a power ballad. Angel by Aerosmith. I, now I feel like slow dancing and I'm alone in my spare bedroom. Where's Amanda when I need her? She's out. 780-496-0063 is the uh, number to call or text. Uh, this, I'm not sure what possessed this person to, to write this text in, but it's kind of funny. I'm not the biggest Diego Maradona fan, but I bet it will make a great opera. Well, it would. His life was a bit of a soap opera. Outstanding player, for sure. 
Can't argue with that. All right. Well, we, well, a few people are taking us up on texting in songs today. We haven't done that in a while, so we'll get to as many as possible at 780-496-0063. A little bit more from Elliot Friedman. Uh, he was talking with Bob earlier today. The, the biggest problem here in NHL negotiations. I think the biggest problem, Bob, is, is the lack of trust in their history between them. I really do think they tried both sides to be honest and fair. And, you know, COVID world got in the way of that. And I still think we're going to sort it out, Bob. I refuse to believe that they're not going to play. I, it would just damage the sport so badly. And I just don't believe Bettman wants it. And I don't believe the players want it. I think there are some owners who, who would want it. But I think there are other owners who don't. And I think at the end of the day, Bettman doesn't either. Well, that's the thing. There, there are some owners who would be fine not playing this season in the NHL, but the commissioner wants to play. I think most owners want to play. I think the players want to play. It's, it's just dragging on here as the players are deciding how much uh, more they're going to be willing to give up. Got a text here from Greaser, who uh, regularly writes into the show. It's nice to hear from you, buddy. He says, I've had to lay off five out of 12 employees. Now they get one third of their wage on unemployment. The players can suck this up. At least they can go back to work. Well, Greaser, I've heard that sentiment before. And, and as I've said, when I when I talk about the NHL and what's going on, it I, I don't intend that to overlook the, the, the challenges financial and otherwise that, that many of us are facing these days. Um, it, it's part of the news story related to the NHL. Uh, you know, I think the players would argue that they have an agreement and now it's being tinkered with after the fact. And whether it's a, a billion dollar agreement or $10 to pay your neighbor's kid to, to mow your lawn, the deal was made and the money is owed. So that's the context of, of why we talk about it, because it could be a hang up towards getting hockey back. And, and again, if maybe we would, we'd already have a January 1st start date and a schedule and dates for training camp if it weren't for the players being asked to give up a little more. But Greaser, I understand what you're saying, and I, I do get the sense that the, the NHL and the NHLPA are, are cognizant of that and, and are, are, are respectful of that, that they're, they're not operating in a vacuum. They're operating under circumstances that, that no one currently alive has gone through before that's making people uh, unhappy or stressed out or anxious in a lot of different ways, financial being one of them. So I, I would hope that it doesn't become uh, an ugly spat and something that's going to, to turn fans off whenever hockey does come back. So I, I totally understand what you're saying there. And thanks for sharing that. I know, I know obviously that would have been, well, I'm assuming it would have been tough for you to have to lay off those employees and it's, it's obviously affecting your business, whatever that is you do. So I appreciate that you're comfortable sharing that with me, greaser for sure. But I, but I hope I look, I think they will play. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna figure something out. I, I ultimately don't think there's there's a huge gap. Um, I, I think there's too much to lose by not playing. And, and if you're the players, again, if you might be saying, "Well, are we comfortable playing for 60, 65, 70 percent of what we thought we were going to get?" Fair enough. But if you don't play, you're getting 100 percent of nothing, which, as far as I know, isn't very much. Is it Willie on hold, Kellen? All right, Willie, thanks for calling. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, hey, Reed, just, uh, just wanted to throw my two cents in there. The players, they, they're going to have to suck it up, and even if they do get back to play, and there's the economy so bad, no one can afford to go to a game anyway. 
Well, they might not be allowed to go to a game for most of the well, season yeah, anyway, right? Dead, so they're going to have to lick it up. But then, I, then that switches me over to uh, like the 50-50s. Everybody loves the 50-50. Why don't they do the old 50-50 year-round? Rather it be like each week, year-round, rather it be football or hockey or whatever there, and they could use that money to, well, whatever, maybe get maybe spread it out to, to players or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, well. Well, I think I think these online 50-50s have been so successful, you wonder now if, if on a game day, if you're the double E or the Oilers, you say, yeah, sure, we'll sell tickets at the arena, but we'll also have an online 50-50. Think how much yeah. more you might be able to gather for charity or amateur football or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I, me being a lawyer there, uh, we, we try to get up to Edmonton to go to the games, but then you just end up at the, well, some casino somewhere that you don't make it to the game anyway. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> How are things in the border city, man? Uh, it's uh, grim. It's grim everywhere. You know, okay. uh, I, I'm lucky enough. I still work, but uh, you know. So, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's sad. Well, I used to I used to work out there. So thanks for checking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, there. yeah. You were probably at a party at mine or two. <laughs> All right, thanks, Willie. <laughs> that is Willie. Rob Brown's coming up inside sports on chat. The White Stripes. Is this what? Is this Ball and Biscuit? The it Ball is. and Biscuit was the name of that song. Ball and Biscuit, yeah. The song's uh, seven believe, minutes long. And I believe this album was Elephant. Is that right? I believe so, yes. I think it's off Elephant. That's a good track. That's from our text line, 780-496-0063. Rob Brown's uh, going to come on in about a minute here. I just want to, because a couple people texted in saying, Reed, what, what's the difference between escrow and deferral? Aren't they both kind of deferrals? What's the big deal? Okay, here I, I'm going to try to explain this as simply as I can, and, and and I don't pretend to know every legal and financial in and out of the NHL CBA, but I'll, I'll explain how the escrow works. So when the salary cap for a season is determined, it is done by estimating what the revenue for the entire league is going to be for the upcoming year. The owners get half and the players get half. So basically what they do is they take the whole revenue and they divide it by 31, and that's how you get the salary cap for an individual team. So I'll I'll use a very, very simple example. Let's say I own uh, some sort of a sports organization, and I have exactly one player playing for me. Uh, I'll call him Jason, since there was a Jason that texted this in on the text line. And we are going into the season of whatever sport we play. Let's say it's croquet. And I say to Jason, or, or Jason and I work it out and say, okay, I think we're going to make, we're going to have $10 total revenue this season that our little croquet thing is going to gener- generate. And our deal says, I get half and, and you get half. So I sign Jason before that season to a $5 contract. And then, we, but then that's not guaranteed that we're going to make $10 total. So he has to put a dollar into escrow. So I, I pay him $4 and a dollar goes into escrow. And then we play out our croquet season. And then at the end of the year, I count up all the, all the revenue and say, well, Jason, uh, I didn't make, uh, we don't have $10 here. We have nine. So, uh, you're owed 450. You only get 450. You don't get five bucks. 
So I'm going to go to that $1 escrow and I'm going to give you 50 cents and the other 50 cents is gone. So you didn't. So sometimes NHL players don't actually wind up getting paid what they signed to play for because of escrow. Now the deferral is still risky because we don't know what's going to happen with hockey related revenue, three, four, five years down the road. But if, if, uh, if the, the players figure the way I understand it, that there's less risk by deferring the money because they might get it back down the road. Whereas they feel in the current financial environment, the current fiscal environment, that the escrow is going to be gone because they're not going to, they're not going to make the uh, anticipated revenues. That's how I explain that. And uh, we're going to bring in a guy named Rob Brown, who loves mathematical equations, formulas, problems, and solutions. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you? I actually read, I do like math. I was good at math. It was all the other subjects that I struggled with. <laughs> they didn't have, there was no escrow when you played, was there? Or did you have to do a little bit? None of us made enough money to have escrow back then. No, I, it's funny. I, it, when they talk about all this escrow and the things that they have to do, I, I don't understand any of it. And I appreciate you explaining it. But no, when I played, we didn't have that. It's here. Well, but then again, when we played, it's like here, this is what you're getting accept it or we'll find someone else we're like okay thank you i appreciate it so no the the money is much bigger now than it ever was when i played so how how many years into your career did you sign a multi-year contract or was everything you did year to year um no my first contract was three years uh my second contract was three years uh and then my last contract was two years and then everything else was one year so uh it's when i got a long term like the beginning you didn't want long term because at that point you were excited and and very confident in yourself so you wanted one year deals because you thought you could do better as my career went on then i'm like i'm begging my agent get me like an extra year or two because my confidence wasn't as high so i wanted the uh the safety of a contract. So I remember my last ever contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They gave me a choice between a one and a two year. And I'm like, uh, take two, take two right away. Sign. I don't want to, I don't even, I don't even want other numbers. I just want that second year. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, there's very few players in the NHL that can bet on themselves and win. Uh, most players want to, uh, try to get the long, long longevity and, and the length of the contract. That's the importance for them. Yeah, that's that. That's a good point, and that's why you see players that have, you know, a little bit of. Well, we talk about it all the time. Some players only get one shot at free agency for that big ticket, and that's why they want as much money as possible, and they want as many years as possible because it's guaranteed. You're going to get the one the money, uh, one way or another. Are, are you of the mindset? Because look, Rob, we know this is. I mean, it's just a difficult year. It's it's. A, a generational story with the pandemic and everything that's going on. And a lot of people are affected in a lot of different ways. Do you think, or at least hope that the NHL and the NHLPA uh, take that into consideration in terms of how public or they are with some of their disagreements? Do you, do you think that, th- that they should be sensitive to what the rest of the world is going through when they're talking about m- big money and trying to figure out a year? Uh, they should be. I, I don't believe they are. Um, I mean, everybody, when they start discussing 
livelihoods. I mean, we all we all are worried about ourselves and what. I mean, you know, build down the street. If I do this, it might help Bill, but if I do do this over here, it's going to help me more. Most people take what helps them and their family more. Um, at the end of the day, when the when, when the players' association starts deciding what they're going to do, they're going to do what's best for the players' association. I hope that there is a hockey season this year, but I'm not. I'm not positive there's going to be one. I'm not going to. I would never bet that we would have a season because of you know the disagreements that they're having right now with escrow and all that kind of stuff to me common sense says both teams or both sides should say okay you know what this is best for hockey this is best for both of us let's agree to to to, to figure this out so that we both can have some success um i hope common sense prevails but i i i wouldn't bet the house on it well, they, they, I still think they're going to play. I mean, obviously, health situ- the, the health situation overrides everything. There could be, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there could be a situation where politicians or, or health officials or both just say you can't do it. But they, they, several leagues have figured out different ways to, to do it. And, and like I was saying earlier, 100% of nothing is nothing if there's no season. Yeah. So they don't want 100% of that. Yeah, I agree with that, but there's been lockouts and there's been strikes that have lasted the whole year where both sides lost. Uh, no side wins when both, neither side plays. So I, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, the, the difference between now and when I played is the amount of money. It's easier for a player not to play for the whole year because he's got $30 million or $40 million in the bank. I remember, and I, I, I could be a little bit off with my numbers, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Dave Manson in Chicago one year when he was holding out and the Blackhawks were offering 160 and he wanted 175. It was a 15,000 difference over the course of a year. I mean, now the guys are making $15,000. That's a five-day wage. So the money is completely different now than it was when I played. So guys can survive a season off where when when I played you couldn't because you know the the lack of that one year really affected your bottom line for the rest of your life now the one difference to me is uh, the majority of the players are Canadian uh, there's a lot of western kids that are uh, very down to earth kids and you know the money's one thing but we are born to play hockey I mean that's all we know and we want to we just want to play so I I think that kind of attitude will overcome everything else and there will be a season, but it's still, this is a different world nowadays with any pro sport because the amount of money they make, they can afford to sit out a year because they still got, you know, their bank accounts are still swollen compared to, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Rob Brown joining us tonight, Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, he's our Inside the Game analyst for Oilers broadcast. It's been uh, a while since we had one. What was it August uh, 7th, I think, <laughs> our last game? Hopefully we have some coming up in January or uh, February. This texture says, Reed, what does Rob think he would be worth on today's market after his 49-goal <laughs> season? Well, hey, Leon scored 50, and he's getting 8.5, so I would start there for you, Rob. Well, it's funny. Yeah, uh, I would think at minimum a 49-goal season. Because I came, I think I went went 24-49-33 for my three years that I had uh, my best season. That would be between five and seven million dollars a year. And I can say with 100% certainty that I didn't get between five and seven million. I don't know if I made five million in my career. So, yeah, the money is different now. So, yeah. My mom, 
a little. She was a little more. Uh, she had me way too early. I was trying to say it in a play way, but she had me way, way too early. Uh, if I would, if she would have lasted a couple more years, I'd be a lot richer and we'd have much better Christmases. But no, uh, yeah, no. Uh, a forty-nine goal season that I had would be worth a lot more money than what I signed for. Yeah, uh, and I forgot that you scored 24 in only 51 games your first year with the Penguins. So you were on pace to get 40 if that would have been it. Well, and even the 49, you only played 68 games that season. So you could have threatened 60 if you would have stayed healthy. Well, it's funny. I screwed up. I threw a body check. I remember. I I tried running Joe Neuendijk, and when I hit him, I, I separated my shoulder and missed. Uh, I think it was 12 games that you're trying to throw a body check. I mean, I wasn't good at the physical play, and it, it cost me a 50-goal season. And I think, I, and, and I don't know exact, but I think I would have been either the youngest or the second youngest player in the history of the NHL to score 50 goals if I would have scored 50 that year. And actually, I did score 50. Uh, I had Denny Morrell was the referee. He disallowed a goal. He said it went off my belly once in Philadelphia, and he said I pushed it in with my belly. And so I, I actually did score 50 that year. Unfortunately, the record books and my contracts never really appreciated that. Yeah, well, we all know it was 50. We're, we'll we'll uh, we'll give you credit for that. I was checking your st- I was checking your stats on the on your hockey DB page. Trucker Dave just wrote in. He says I, I love when you guys interviewed the hockey DB guy. Rob asked him to change his picture on the page. He was stone cold serious. I think the guy was taken aback a little. It is a different picture than that it's incredibly just as uh, bad though. Reed, it's just it's as better. Bad. It's no, wait, bad, but it's no. better. It's bad, but like seriously. <laughs> I'm not, a, I mean, I, I'm not a Greek Adonis. I admit it. I'm not going to win any play girl, playmate, award winning things like with my, my, my picture, but I'm better looking than the pictures they keep on. It's almost like they're like, okay, let's get him when he is at his absolute, like, let's make it look like he just got out of jail. And then that's the picture we're going to use. And they went from the five night in jail picture to the he was overnight in the drunk tank picture and that's what i look like on hockey db like seriously my mom's embarrassed by it i'm embarrassed by it my son thinks it's funny though uh well i think it's kind of funny the new i think the new one's fine the old one i was embarrassed by for you because i was like that's like it, yeah it, lo- it looked like yeah you just got out of jail or maybe you were someone who, uh, you know, just was a really bad person and wasn't even going to try to hide it anymore. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't oh, mind the, uh, I, I don't mind the the one that. And I sent the guy a few pictures once, and he was like, "I can't use those because they're like, it's like I think I pulled them off some other website." And he said, well, I, probably, "I can't use probably, those." You probably took it from my church choir pick. I mean, I understand <laughs> that, but no, they took the wrong pictures. I should just take one nice one of you when you show up in a in a suit next time to work, and uh, very, we'll send that one. Very seldom, I don't still show up in a suit very often. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on? Are are you on hold now, uh, doing your skills coaching, or what's happening? Uh, I am. So it's like I am unemployed in so many ways right now. Right, all my academies are shut down. My public speaking is shut down. My Oilers is shut down. So right now I am sitting on my driveway with my neighbors with a fire pit going. That's, that is my life right now, Reed. Oh, so you're, uh, if you, oh you're if outside you need that, right now. Oh, yeah, because can, I can have up to 10 people, but I have to be outside. So, if, if I mean, if you got something for me to do at Chad, I could probably do it. I got a lot of free time right now. So, no, it's, uh, 
it's a it's a scary time right now in the world. I'm right now our whole focus. My son is in D.C. He's coming home for Christmas, and we're just looking for a nice, uh, a good month of our family hanging out and trying to find something during this scary time and in our self isolation. So you're going to see the Browns snowshoeing, cross country skiing. I tried cross country skiing for the last for the first time in my life last week, and now I do it like every day. So that's what the Browns do. Oh, good. Well, we'll keep having you on the show at least once a week because I love having you, buddy. But thanks for taking time away from your company, all right? <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Reed. You guys take care. That is Rob Brown checking in from the uh, from the fire pit tonight on uh, Inside Sports. So, but people start texting some comments and questions for Rob. Sorry, I couldn't get to uh, get to all of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, he made an interesting point about the. Uh, about about the the financials and, and yeah maybe there are some players who could financially afford to miss the season I, I still think they would prefer not to and I do think that they're going to find a way to figure it out this texture says Reed Rob is right that second picture isn't any better a silhouette might be the choice haha uh-huh. yeah maybe, maybe it could just be the the picture that you know when you sign up for Twitter aren't you just a, a, a white egg with a purple background at first maybe uh maybe we uh Maybe that's what they could put on his hockey DB page. 780-496-0063 is that number to call or text. We're back after the break. What do we have here, Kellen? Doobie Brothers. There we go. Uh, This texture says they remade Karate Kid. Maybe Rob could get a consulting gig doing a remake of Youngblood. That's not a bad idea. Wasn't it Rob Lowe in Youngblood? Yes. Who was in the Karate Kid remake? Was it Will Smith's kid or am I thinking of something else? I think it's Jaden Smith. How long ago was that? Now I got to look this up here. Fairly recent. And what's this Cobra Kai show that's on... um, Netflix. I have no idea. I've wasn't that the, the but. wasn't that the villain in the Karate Kid? Uh, the Karate Kid 2010 stars Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. It came out in 2010. All right, that, I've that not long seen ago. that. Wow, I thought it well, was 140 minutes. They really went for the full tale there. <laughs> they they went. They, they said we're not leaving anything out of this one. The uh, the original Karate Kid, what would have been eighty four with uh, Ralph Macchio and uh, what was the other guy? Was it Pat Morita? Macchio, yes. Macchio, sorry. Uh, what year was it? Anyway, it's a good movie. He does the crane at the end. Now I'm reading about the Karate Kid. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> really fascinating stuff. <laughs> All right. Trucker Dave says Rob Brown is gold. He is great. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Hey, don't forget you have until the end of day on Tuesday to make your excellent suggestion for the new name for the double E football team, esks.com slash name, or use the hashtag double E name time on Twitter. Uh, I posted some of my thoughts on globalnews.ca, 630ched.com. When was that? Yesterday. I still like the name Express. I think there are some other good suggestions out there. I I don't know which way the team is leaning. I, I don't have any inside information. But remember, this is not a contest. These are suggestions. So I would make a an educated guess that the team already probably has 
a relatively short list of names they are considering and imaging they are considering. I, I would have to think Elks or Elk would be would be in the mix, given that there was a rugby club known as the Elks about a hundred years ago, and that it is an animal name, an animal that you can find in Alberta, and generally animal names are safe and allow for a lot of imagery and things like that. I think uh, my suggestion Express could allow for some interesting secondary logos having to do with speed, fan marketing initiatives, express yourself, self-expression. I think that could all tie together. We're not going to have anything in the near future, but Tuesday, December 1st, through the end of the day, that's when you can... um, that's the you have until the end of the day on Tuesday to make a submission, and then sometime in the new year we will get uh, a new name for the Double E football team. And we'll talk a little bit more about their upcoming fifty-fifty as well. Darcy Park from the Edmonton Wildcats is going to check in. This texture says Cobra Kai is awesome. A little cheesy, but it has all the people from the original, except for Pat Morita, who has passed away. You would really like it, a little bit of cheese. Well, I don't mind a little bit of cheese every once in a while. So thank you for the Netflix suggestion. I know what I'm doing after work tonight. Straight to Disney Plus for a little Mandalorian. Well, that was a good episode of Star Trek Discovery last night. I really liked that one. We're back after the 7 o'clock news and weather. Thanks for tuning in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.